Everybody sees what's going on in Palestine right now. I just want to give blessings to my people out there. That's the real fight. What do you think about the police? Just a game nothing but peas, man. This is not America. This is Polynesia. Our country was stolen. The passion that some of our liberals feel the day after the revolution, the passion and concern they feel for the fascists. It's EMP the podcast with Amin TMK, Lil Tanky that good, and Key to the Muscle, all on the Public Pulse News Network. This is EMP the podcast. Um, we are here alongside uh, Lil Tanky and Key to the Muscle. Uh, hit us up on Instagram, Public Pulse News. That is with the ad symbol at the front. Uh, we are back after our 90s special. We just finished our 90s. Go back and check that, Public Pulse Vibes. But we are here to talk about politics. We're here to talk about what's going on in the world. Uh, before we do that, how are you feeling, Lil Tanky? How are you feeling, Key to the Muscle? Struggling. Your thoughts? You know, struggling. Oh. I, I feel that way about, like, a lot of things and a lot of the topics that we talk about. But it, overall, good. But that's because I have really great community support. That's a fact. I want to just uh, go ahead. Um, just more promo. We're just going to keep shooting out promo as much as we possibly can because why not? This is our podcast, you know? People are talking about podcasts. What are they talking about? Oh, can men and women be friends? Like, I, we, we we talking about real shit over here, so I'm going to still plug my shit. Right, talking because, about canceling Joe Rogan. Like, what's your plan yeah, for what's, doing that? What's your, who cares? Who cares? Okay, we about praxis over here. We about real theory and shit over here, okay? Miss me with the with the puff pieces, right? So uh, let's put, let's plug our shit, Lil Tanky That Could, uh, on Instagram. Also, Lil Tanky, uh, brand new music alongside with myself and me and TMK. Stages of Grief out Stages right now. Stages of motherfucking grief Every out platform. right now. Every platform we on. Whatever you think it is, it's not that. Yeah, anything is possible available right now as well as Troublesome. We got new music coming out very soon, like a week. So uh, go ahead and check that out. Pre-save that little tanky on uh, whatever you're using. Okay. Um, let's jump into this. Do y'all want to jump into this? Let's go. Let's go. All right. Uh, I'm going to start first. I want to talk. It was big news last week, everybody. The left is finally... We're finally pushing Joe Biden left. We're realizing this. Look, uh... My son did nothing wrong. Because his administration—I'm so excited, I'm knocking the table. Uh, His administration pardoned, y'all. He pardoned 6,500 people who were um, on—who had been convicted of minor federal marijuana charges. Uh, I think we went through this. We're talking about stages of grief, right? Myself, Lil Tanky, Key to the Muscle, we all—we looking over here— at all of this uh, Instagram posts, and we're going, damn, he really releasing people? Uh, I think we should, uh, what do we call, do our own research. So we had a little digging. First of all, we saw it was only 6,500 uh, 6, people. How many people do y'all think, just take a guess, an educated guess, because y'all are educated people, uh, how many people do you think are incarcerated in the United States? Oh, I mean, it's... We're talking about federal prisons just, only, no, 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 or no, just no, incarcerated. No, no, no. I'm just talking about incarcerated. I mean, does it? I mean, I guess it does matter between I mean, the you're federal. You're talking about 25 percent of the global population. That's that's millions. Right. I think it's. Let's get the crack team on it. But I think it's about 2.5 million. 2.5 million people, um, and I don't like that because 6,500 is not a dent in 2.5 million. So we went through that little stages of grief, and then we were like, let's do a little more digging because why? We like to do our own research. I have a little article I just want to show with you, share with you, because, of course, we bring receipts here at EMP to podcast. I bring receipts. That's what I believe in. Okay, so uh, Marshall Project, or 
Don't expect, don't expect mass prison releases from Biden's marijuana clemency. The president's mass pardon may signal a shift in the federal approach to cannabis, but it won't let anyone out of prison. Last week, President Joe Biden announced the largest act of clemency in a generation, a mass pardon for people convicted of federal marijuana possession. possession. Okay, but also pardons don't erase people's convictions. Or from right, it's not only expungement can do that. Right, it's not overturning, right? Yeah. And again, let's talk about what possession is. In a city like D.C., where you cross the fucking street and you're on federal land, you know, you might be at the bus stop and then you cross the street and now you're at a Smithsonian. Surprise, that's not municipal land, that's federal land. You know, you cross the street, you at the National Mall, that's federal land. If you happen to have that fucking half a joint you were smoking, okay, while you was in D.C. where weed is decriminalized, and now you're on this federal land and you get patted up by a fucking officer of the federal fucking government, you are now guilty of possession. And possession, again, the distinction, we have to do a little bit of wordplay because Biden's clemency does not cover people who are found guilty with the intent to distribute. Right. Intent, intent to distribute is nebulous as fuck. Okay. Maybe I have five joints. Maybe we was really about to do it. You know what I'm saying? Again, still not even a criminal amount of marijuana by D.C. law. But now because I'm at the Smithsonian or I'm at the National Park, maybe a cop got a fucking grudge. How about this? Because it goes beyond that. What if you have Section 8 housing? What if you have rental assistance from D.C.? Guess what? You're technically on federal land, which means if you smoke weed in your own home, you are still committing a federal crime. A federal crime. So welcome to America, everybody. And I'm, anyway, please continue. And that conviction, right, being convicted of any drug charge is enough to be able to keep you from ever being able to get a federal student loan. Now, look. That may be a blessing in disguise, okay? But access to education is only afforded to most of the population through those grants, through those fucking loans. You know what I'm saying? I wouldn't have been able to go to college without fucking federal fucking student loans. And that's going to be a debt I'm going to have to pay till the fucking rest of my fucking life and probably pass that shit. But you wouldn't have even been able to get that shit and go to college and have access to that kind of uh, secondary education without that. And a simple marijuana possession is enough to keep you from being eligible for a student loan. His fucking uh, pardon, that doesn't do anything to fix that. Yeah, but it's also so middle of the road. And I think this is my problem with a lot of federal politics. Well, it's middle of the road now. And, it, and this has been a critique against federal politics for a really long time. That states, some states have actually done a lot better on reforms than even what Biden is calling for. And he's not meeting with them to say, like, oh, how do we get all, all states on board? What are some of the restrictions that are happening so that we can directly address these racial disparities? It's, oh, governors. Please follow my example. Well, your example sucks. You're like 10 years behind what's been happening on the state level and the conversations that have been happening. He always want to see himself as some kind of fucking radical, like some kind of fucking real. Dude, it's your literal crime bill that fucking destroyed all of these people's lives. And you're still on this half measure bullshit where you're believing that there are countries to this. I mean, look at the fact that if you go to Singapore right now, and you smoke weed in America, you're still a criminal when you come back to Singapore. Who the fuck you think they putting on for? They putting on for the fucking West because the West continues to hold these outdated, quote unquote, views on what drugs are. 
right? And what kind of a person uses drugs, what that makes you. When the reality is, all of these drug laws go back to fucking racism. And it's it's not, it's not even a conspiracy theory. Like, Google fucking Anslinger. It's all out there. You know what I'm saying? So every politician has played into that shit. That's been the kind way, quote-unquote kind way, to be able to do overt racism. Because who does drugs? Black people. That's the theory. That's the, that's the well, cultural study, understanding. There was a study in D.C. not too long ago, um, the D.C.ist. Again, that's a, I, I like that paper. There's a lot of good articles that they write, uh, and they were talking about the amount of people that smoke weed in D.C., and they found that more white people smoke weed than D.C., and more white people are starting to live in D.C. than anyone else. But who gets arrested for it? Black people, because they don't get to have a big house where they sit on their porch. You know what I'm saying? They, you know what I mean? Like, again, if you in Section Section 8 housing or, you know what I'm saying, you have some sort of rental assistance, now you're on federal land. Again, like you said, these are racially biased laws that go back, you know, to, to, to you know, I, racist ideological shit. I mean, Reefer Madness, you know, think about Reefer how that, that, uh, that movie is. Right. Um, but I, I wanted to think a young Joe, uh, Joe Biden ain't watching this shit, believing this shit. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. I mean— like you said, the crime bill. So, again, I mean, to this whole point of the 6,500 people, no one was released. I did nothing wrong. There's no, there, was, there is nobody currently in jail right now for a minor possession, so they actually let no one out. That's the most Republican shit. I'm sorry. You and see then how the Freudian slip happened? Right. But it is, because he is a fucking Republican. <laughs> he is. Dino, remember that? Yeah. Taught us? Yeah, Dino. Right, right. Democrat in name only. And, and again, right, what's interesting to me is when he's out there grandstanding to these other— um, Governors, y'all should follow my lead. Well, what's the lead? Like, do more symbolic shit to don't wow. really let yeah. anybody out. And I just want to say this, too, because, you know, we've been hearing a lot about Brittany Griner's conviction in Russia, you know, and uh, I think she got like 10 years or something like that. Right. To remind, I, again, I, I'll do my research on that. But there's a lot of grandstanding with that, right? There's a lot of, you see what Putin's doing over here? And mind you, we got Joe Biden and Putin meeting soon, right? Next week? Yeah. I know you're going to talk more about that. But here's an opportunity to be like, hey, look, here's some concessions. Brittany Griner should be coming back with Joe Biden. As far as I'm concerned, if you're really about anything, Brittany Griner need to be coming back. And her being there and being a part of this whole political, um, you know, because, again, Edward Stone was just pardoned, too, right? So all these things are all—everyone knows the political yeah, game Edward Stone was not pardoned. He was uh, not pardoned. Um, he made was a citizen. made a citizen of Russia. My bad. He's made, definitely still on the list. I meant to say citizen of Russia. You're so right. You're so right. Um, so you have this political game, and these are just symbols, right? These people are just symbols. Brittany Griner is a symbol. And if you want to have a victory, why not come home with this black woman, which is a part of your whole thing, right? Your whole thing is like, oh, we brought Kamala on because we want to bring in women of color and all this stuff. Like, you should be bringing her back. I don't want to hear about Putin. I don't want to hear about Russia. I don't want to hear about what other countries are doing because we have 2.5 million people, 25% of the entire prison population. It's not even close which country has more people in jail for, like, marijuana, for having marijuana. Russia or the United States. It's not even fucking close. It's not close. even close. And we talking about gulags. Are you serious? And, you know, I'm just so tired. You know, it goes back to the point I'm just tired of talking about other countries. What are other countries doing? What are you doing? What's your country doing? Your, your country's president is doing literally nothing. Symbolic gestures of nothing. And this goes out to all of the third waves that still be listening to our show for whatever reason. Don't tell me you against rape culture if you're not against prison abolition. Because guess what? 
Don't tell me, and, and don't tell me that either if you voted for Joe Biden. And that's like, open, open uh, uh, rape allegations right now. Tara Reid, remember that? Remember that? That's gone now. Well, we don't believe her anymore. Yeah, we don't believe it's her. It's inconvenient. Literally, literally. This motherfucker the, had many, as many allegations as fucking Trump. The, Demo- the Democrats killed the Me Too. They, they literally went in there like, well, I'm still going to vote for him because he's better than Trump. Except he's done nothing. He, he just fake pardoned people. Anyway, any more thoughts on Biden? Any more thoughts on drug laws? Any more thoughts on any of this before we move on to tankies? Bam, let's get it. Over the past month... Right. I remember being a Gen X kid, right? They used to have the, the doomsday clock. I don't know if millennials really kind of keep up with that shit. I no do more. remember the doomsday clock. Yeah, doomsday it's clock. like 11.59 yeah, in like 48 seconds. Right. And that, the doomsday clock talks about the closeness we are to fucking World War Three, the nuclear war. Within the last month, two different nations have dead-ass warned the United States, if you continue on this path, we will go to World War Three. Those nations are Russia. Those nations are China. Both of these things are coming to kind of essentially the same thing, and it goes to territorial fucking integrity. If you go back to the Soviet Union, actually the Kievan Rus as a fucking culture, which is more than 800 years old, really is closer to 1,000 years old, the Kievan Rus, the Ukrainian-Russian people have always seen themselves as one fucking tribe, up to and including the dissolution of the fucking Soviet Union, of which Ukraine was part of Russia for at least 80 years, you know, as part of the Russian fucking empire for, before that, another 200 years, and the people have moved together as an ethnic group for close to a thousand years, you know what I'm saying? So when Russia starts to look at the dissolution of all of these Warsaw Pact powers, one by one, being brought under the umbrella of of NATO, right? And they're seeing these nations as buffer states. The thing about Russia historically is they've always had a wide open Western front. There's no geographical boundaries to stop other nations from invading. And this has been taken advantage of many times in war. Napoleon did it. um, The Germans did it twice. You know what I'm saying? They went back and forth with uh, the Mongolians. Think about all of the Romanians and the Polish and all those empires we always watch on... uh the, the, was it, kings and generals? Right. So all these uh, really powerful armies sitting right there, those Eastern European right. powers. You know what I'm saying? The strongest knights in, in Europe back then were uh, the winged hussars coming out of motherfucking Poland. All that shit was coming into Russia all the time to the point whereas they had to eventually move their capital, St. Petersburg, to Moscow. And realistically, they probably need to move that motherfucker again. We're talking about that because that's what Bob Bolsonaro, or no, not, not Bolsonaro. Um, the Egyptians do it all the time. Yeah, President Sisi. Not all moved. the time. But they do it. Well, they're doing it now. Anyway, you know I digress. Right. Nations move their capital, and Russia's done it before. The thing that's interesting about all of that shit is now that they have annexed those regions, regardless as to how you feel about it, Russians will see that area as Russia. And they have a fucking nuclear policy, whereas they will use that shit to defend their country. And they've said straight up you have to be willing to cede this amount of Ukraine. Because we want a missile buffer, essentially, from fucking NATO, who they see as, right or wrong, aggressing upon their fucking sovereignty, moving closer to what they feel like is their ability to defend themselves strategically and tactically. And so that's what Ukraine was always about. Now we're getting it from the flip side with motherfucking with motherfucking China and, you know, once again, territorial integrity with Taiwan. 
you know, saying Taiwan is part of our fucking nation. It is one China, which the United States and other countries seem to have agreed to, at least on paper. But realistically now, when you look at the real politics of what's happening, when you have all of these delegates, uh, uh, what do you call them? Um, when you have all of these uh, delegates from, from Europe and from um, the United States going and meeting with these separatist forces and encouraging them to buy more Western weaponry, it's almost like you're provoking this thing for them to declare independence. And China and Russia, I mean, well, how about this? Russia has said, if you continue to arm our enemies, you should prepare for the inevitable use of tactical nuclear weapons, which is something, again, I don't think the millennials will ever understand, much less Gen Z, understand the existential dread that Gen X came up under. You know, going to fucking high schools and motherfuckers is like, hey, we gonna do this nuclear drill where y'all, I mean, now niggas got shooting drills, but we had nuclear drills where we supposed to climb up under a fucking desk and that's gonna protect us from a fucking nuclear weapon. Right, they can't even do that now. <laughs> no one would even believe that now. No one would even believe that shit now, right? But like, People just don't even think about that as part of an existential possibility, as a something that could ever really happen. Because the only nation that's ever used nuclear weapons in a wartime environment is the United States. Well, I think that's the whole point of the nonprofit white lady saying hashtag close the skies. They are so used to and they desire so much to like be a part of this like whatever neoliberal ideology says and again we we talking about this too with the Bryce Mitchell thing UFC fighter or whatever like he's a is he was he in the army do you remember I don't know I, I don't know he is military or no did I make that up man southern motherfuckers just they just all kind of be, shit, man. anyway they, whatever it is militant, yeah. yeah they're militant in that way you know and he's already talking about like I'm not going to Ukraine, like so many people, even even all these Republicans saying like, eh, do we need to be over there? Do we need to be handling that and messing with that? And I think there's a split here in the United States, but again, the liberal population is so for it all the time. And you get drunk on success. You think there's nothing that can stop you. But man, you know, the thing about it is, what Americans' success is? What's happening? What where, where are the successes? You know, I mean, I, I think the thing about it is, is like, it go back to the whole thing with like the the woman in Iran dying in custody. Like people, black people die in custody of the police every day. Breonna Taylor was shot in her house. Like, it go back to the, the aspect of, like, if, if, if you're not focusing on, like, why are we talking about the whole ge- geopolitical thing? Of course, Russia is not interested in politics and talking and having a conversation when you do something else. It's not about rhetoric. The UN, the, we are talking I mean, about this. That's, that's the whole dance between China and, and, and the United States as it relates to, to Taiwan, right? There has been all of this negotiation. There's been all of this de facto agreement on paper. The United States is supposed to act one way. The reality is they're acting in a completely different way. There was, people don't understand, there was actually a great deal of closeness between the United States and Russia after 9-11. Like, that was a great thawing period for a little while. You know what I'm saying? And George Bush and and uh, Dmitry, Dmid, Dmid, whatever the fuck, Medvedev. Or something like that. Okay. I you know, I apologize. I'm doing the best I can. Um, you know what I'm saying? I'm not Michael Buffer. I'm not reading this shit in front of me. Right, right, right. right. Um, uh, had, had a lot of agreements on working together in the global war on terror and all of this shit. And then the United States started arming the Georgians, right? So then that shit popped off. And I remember it was a big gist because the Russians were like, look, 
I thought we was friends. So as friends, we gonna tell you to your face what what motherfuckers would say behind your back. You are in our fucking sphere of influence, and we do not appreciate you arming fucking Georgian fucking separatists. You know what I'm saying? And these so, are the games we play. These that's, are games we play. That, that, and then I think that's the whole point. It's like in the in the like Americanized, very uh, filtered political media spectrum, you are only getting American exceptionalism. Boom, 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 boom. But, and I, I put DPRK down here too in, in North Korea. Yeah, that's a great example. Because there are some people that are just like, look, I, we're not doing business like this and we're not doing business with you. And uh, how, how do we utilize that? What do we always talk about here? What does Tanky always talk about here? What is your relationship with force? What's your relationship because with force? At the end of the day, remember we talked about this, the UN is the biggest waste of money in, in, uh, in current uh, existence today. It's like, it's this rhetoric. These are the games that we play. There is a political, um, you know, it's political war. It's propaganda wars. This happens all the time. But there's real, there's also war wars where people are getting shot and murdered and killed every day. Cognitive dissonance is what really starts to hurt Americans, right? Because in yeah. your mind, you studied World War II. That was something that happened in history class. So Not in real life, but in history class. And you got tests. And in World War II, there was these countries, Germany and Japan. But you don't say Germany and Japan. You say the Emperor Hirohito, and you say the Nazis, right, to once again take it as a level away. Because now when you look at Germany being the United States, one of the United States' greatest allies, Japan being one of the greatest allies, that doesn't change the geopolitical reality of those other nations that may or may not have suffered under those nations. Russia suffered under fucking Germany. North Korea, DPRK, suffered under Japan. China suffered under Japan. You can't. That's what I'm saying. Like, there is no negotiations with some people, and there are no negotiations with some. It's all about actions, and it's what you do. And this is the same thing I talk about with us and, like, praxis. It's like, it's not about what you say. It's about what you do, and it's about what's happening. Of course, Russia has to now create this buffer area, which already, let's be real— Donetsk, all of that is all they've already been. They're asking. all ethnically Russians. But they've all, and they Ukrainians stop. have been firing on them for eight fucking years. Ninety percent of the population speaks Russian. I mean, I'm not, but anyway, my whole point is that you need that buffer, and that buffer is going to continue. And you know who's suffering too. And I hate to say this because I have not. You know, at the end of the day, I'm not here to uh, to prop up any fucking neo Nazis, and that in Ukraine is a haven for neo Nazis, but. Like, man, I mean, Ukrainian people kind of really been suffering, too. Like, I mean, and it's because Zelensky and it's because of the West are pressing these ridiculous—like, to say we want Crimea back is to, is to spit in the face of, of, of you know, the, the, the Russian, um, you know, military and, and, and the Russian government. It's like, if you are serious about negotiations, let's get this done. Let's get this ended. That's why I'm hoping when—you know, I mean, I can't imagine Biden and, and Putin, anything is going to happen. But I, I do find it really tough that we still got people out here just saying Putin, 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 Putin. And you're not seeing that the DPRK is out here shooting missiles like stay the fuck away. You know, I mean, the same thing, like all of these countries are forced to militarize just so. I mean, the whole Cold War, the whole thing we learned in school was like, well, they kept building up weapons so they wouldn't fight each other. How could that? That started with every country now. Now, every country is stuck into this military industrial complex, which the United States enables and— um it's just a tough thing. And again, it just go back to me of like, worry about yourself and your country and what, what's happening here instead of like Iran and like Taiwan. I'm like, and again, to the Taiwan thing, not only is America importing all of this Western shit, you know what happens when you import Western shit? You get coronavirus, you get outbreaks. Taiwan is 
that has way more. I mean, Taiwan has more uh, coronavirus outbreaks last last more, week. Bro, bro, Taiwan, the island has more outbreaks than the mainland China, and mainland China has how many? One point four billion people and versus 40, thirty million. Thirty million in Taiwan. Make that make the sense. The Western ideology destroys everything. The military-industrial complex that the West brings destroys everything, and people are going to fight back. And this is all I'm gonna say about this, and I'm gonna be done. The uh, Chinese National Communist uh, Convention, which happens once every five years, is happening right now. And in that in that conversation, probably Xi Jinping will be reelected for an unheard of third term. Like only Mao has served for that long. But when he's up there giving his speech, one of the things he's saying specifically is China has chosen to prioritize life over profit. And that's unforgivable to the West. Like, what the fuck do right. you mean? That's you, the real problem. That's unforgivable to the West because you're fucking up people's earnings. You're fucking up people's quarterly financials <laughs> because you're not risking people's lives. That's all I got on that shit, man. Now, speaking of quarterly earnings, <laughs> uh, so, you know, these threads come together. I think everybody has read that inflation is really bad. Um, not read, experienced. We're all experiencing it. Going to the grocery store and you're like... Oh, we wanted, um, you know, a dozen eggs. And it used to cost, like, I want to say two bucks for two dozen sets of eggs. And now it costs about, like, $6. But don't worry. The grocery store is giving you a slight sale. And so it's, you know, $5.97. But— Didn't they say inflation was 40%? Why does it feel like 400%? No, 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 no. Inflation is, like— Theoretically, like eight percent, forty percent would break the economy. It would break the economy. It's a forty-year high. High, yeah. Numbers now, forty percent would poof, boy. But eight percent inflation. But how come the groceries are double? Well, again, right? Okay. Well, that's what I was trying to talk about. I'm sorry. Jump in. Um, so, I mean, it's getting blamed on rising wage growth, which is so hilarious. We the all stimulus know is what did, yeah, what did it, it. it. Yeah. Honestly, some economists are saying that because um, Trump gave out the stimulus checks that it's led to inflation, um, impounded by the fact that COVID-19 happened. And they were like, well, we have to catch up on those two years of profits that we lost. Um, and that, you know, they're saying that supply chains, uh, I would contend that this is the culmination of a lot of things. First of all, the Federal Reserve actually has, um, they they find that inflation is acceptable at 2%, and that's what they try to maintain each year. I don't think a lot of people know that, that actually the Federal Reserve is like, well, inflation is good as long as it doesn't exceed 2% each year. That uh, That's just part of the way capitalism is constructed in the country that we live in, if you live in the United States. The other thing is, is I don't think people quite realize that a lot of uh, these corporations have been monopolized. 75% of all American industries have become more concentrated in just the past 20 years. We have talked about this on the podcast before where you're like, oh, yeah, you think you're avoiding buying from Kellogg so that you can support their union strikes. And then suddenly you find out, oh, it's not just Kellogg. It's also the brand Post. It's also this other brand, a great value. It's also this other brand. And then you find out like, oh, how the hell do I not buy from Kellogg if I need to get fucking food? And a lot of people found this out with Walmart first, where they were like, oh, well, small businesses are fine. Walmart Walmart's really helping us get better groceries. And then Walmart got fucking pushed out by Amazon's method using Walmart's method amplified. 
Um, but that they are trying to blame wages. And I think like this is the problem with data because you would say wages and you're thinking probably minimum wage, which hasn't gone up since 2009. And it only went up to $7.25. But that we do have to look at CEO wages of these corporations and of these board members, that their wages, in addition to corporate profits, have risen to like people became fucking billionaires and trillionaires in the pandemic. Well, technically, no one's a trillionaire, but their evaluations so close. are pretty close. I just want to read this right here. Uh, little little receipts. You know, I like receipts. Uh, nearly one hundred percent of the biggest U.S. publicly traded companies booked. 2021 profit margins that were at least, this is an at least number, 50% higher than 2019. So you have inflation, but somehow these corporations are at a 50% higher um, uh, profit margin than they were. How, How could this be? Oh, because they're price gouging, but using inflation as an excuse to rake in those record profits. Because, of course, all the economists and all the stock markets are going to tell these groceries. Well, not I won't even say grocery stores. I will say literally corporations like um, all of these really big, uh, you know, Amazon, Kroger, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So what they do is they talk to their people and they're like, oh, well, the cost of goods has gone up. That's just naturally happened because, shit, we needed to stop a lot of things. This is also why, like— fucking economy shit is bullshit. Anyways, um, and so then they're like, well, consumers won't get mad at us if we say that prices are going to increase because they're going to increase naturally just because of the way, like, it's been harder to get goods across the country. We know we've been trying to get some fucking goods across the country for a really long time and haven't been able to get access because they're like, oh, well, you know, there's supply chain issues is what you hear about, too. But what these corporations do, and we have to say, you know, Gordon Gecko, greed is good. That is their motto. They love it. Okay, they're like, well, how can we make more money without people getting mad at us. What it, what it, what's the Gordon Gecko line that we use, Lil Tanky? Uh, so many, man. I mean, I what's think the, about, what's the one on Gordon Gecko though? Uh, motherfuckers the out there throwing, showing, throwing shots at a uh, pu- darts at a board. I, I got you, I got you, I got you. I'm gonna help you out here. Uh, the public's out there throwing darts at a board sport. I don't throw darts at a board. I bet on sure things. This is capitalism at that level. You know, I mean, you know who's going to win. You know who's going to lose. You know that the game is already rigged and it's already fixed. In my mind, though, I went to uh, his quote in the second one, right? I used to say that greed is good, but now it's legal. Right. (laughs) Right. When you always talk about tort reform and the whole, uh, anyway. Sorry, yeah, continue, continue. No, no. I mean, but the problem is, is that they're going to, they're absolutely blaming this on increased wages because they don't want to increase the federal minimum wage, even though that literally hasn't increased since 2009, Wait, we, I, except in certain states. <laughs> Democrats have the opportunity to do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, they're going to bring, <laughs> blame that wage increases at the no low min, yeah at the low minimum wage level but then also they're blaming increased union actions so that as people organize more and that like as unions form against corporations like Amazon like Starbucks then they're going to be like well you guys are causing inflation because now we have to pay people more which means that our stakeholders don't get more of the profits that we're trying to take advantage of and this is 
why fucking capitalism sucks because it literally does not look at the value being brought to people. It is, okay, let's look solely at the numbers and what the economy means. And if your fucking politics doesn't center people, it's trash. Remember in high school when you used to talk about laissez-faire? Remember that? Mm. That was bad. There was a laissez-faire. Like there, like like Tanky just said, there's no laws on this shit, man. Like man, you you know what? Your job can do whatever they want. Your your landlord can do whatever they want. This is not just capitalism. It's end stage capitalism. It's 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 uh what you call sorry to bother you. It's motherfucker. You know Amazon really want these worker camps where you just go there and it's like oh you live here and you work here and you buy you know you have Bezos bucks and those kind of things. You know like I I, I just I wonder if um. You know what I'm saying? Like, these conversations are being had with, with people. And, again, remember, oh, I don't know if y'all heard about the oh, – you know what? I'm going to bring that up later. Uh, any more thoughts on this or any more – I'm sorry. No, Muscle, it's just, what's up? It, I mean, it connects to everything that you two talked about, about, like, well, what does it mean when 25 percent of the global population is in United States prisons? What does it mean when we're talking about, like, China's zero COVID policy and how now the United States government – well, United States corporations are saying, oh, well, we can't have zero COVID because then you'll our economy and wrecking our economy means oh we're not making billions for one uh, percent of individuals in who live in the U.S. that we're not going to raise up the minimum wage because it'll cause inflation, but we can have record profits, which they hide behind inflation. I, this country is just so fucked up, and you cannot. Um you're not going to save your way out of this, like save your money and invest and get the Bitcoin. Yeah, because it costs too fucking much. And you know this is also, this is what sucks about inflation, right? Because there's some things you won't feel on it until a little bit later. We're feeling on it most immediately in our grocery bill. But we're also going to feel it in our utilities. And and I feel like internet costs should go under utilities. But I already saw my internet bill go up. And they're saying, well, I, I was like, I didn't change my plan. I didn't fucking change anything. And they're like, well, the cost of services is good. You already laid down the fucking wires. What cost of services do I have to pay more for my fucking internet already? This what are we talking about? I just want to say. And then you're also going to see it in your rent. You know my laissez-faire. Laissez-faire goes back to, I believe it's Adam Smith, who was an economist in like the fucking 17th century or some mm-hmm. shit. Miss. You know what I'm saying? Talking about... Like, let the market bear what the market can afford. Okay, well, all these motherfuckers seem to be pretty pissed off that uh, OPEC is living and dying by laissez-faire. The market is determining that the cost of fucking oil is this. And then you have the EU and America like, not like this. Not like this. You're choosing to help Russia. No, we're seeing that you sanction these shit. And if you don't want the, I don't know, the world's number three petroleum fucking manufacturer uh, to bring their product to the market, that means the rest of the petroleum is worth more. And you're going to have to pay more for it. And the grain, too, man. I mean, it's like people are starving. Like, it just goes back to the whole thing of, like, the the pardoning thing. Like, you, you, you can't just do things willy-nilly and, and, and think that people aren't going to notice that it's all bullshit. Like, you've, you got a third of the entire world's population under sanctions. How do you think that's not going to, um, you know what I'm saying, hurt these economies? But like, like we see in Russia, 
they are already doing things uh, and, and creating larger uh, social programs so people can deal, deal with the, uh, the brunt force, the brutal sanctions that are placed on countries. You don't see anything being done in America to help with this inflation. And I'm supposed to say that Russia is bad and Putin is bad, but they taking care of their people. But we can't get another stimulus. And they, they really running with the wildest. I mean, the, the stimulus will cause $650 three, three years ago. Are you serious? And this is in three years. The United States population, like millions of people die from COVID. And we're still seeing thousands of deaths every day. And they're saying we cannot redistribute the money Yeah, to anyway. ensure that people yeah. don't starve. Yeah. Look, man, the Democratic Party, we talk about it all the time. Useless, pointless, ridiculous. It's all a fun show. Uh, y'all want to uh, – any, any more thoughts, though? Sorry, any more thoughts, Tanky or, or Mar- uh, Muscle? You got anything before we get into quick hits? All right. Let's go. I so boom. Final round. All right, so the Paris Accords, right? Everybody was super happy when this shit got signed a couple of years ago. It was like, uh, oh, great. All these nations are going to come together, and we're going to utilize our uh, – our shared combined values to make climate disaster not happen, right? (laughs) And so what's fucked up is you have all, this talks about the big difference between equality and equity, right? We talk about this as social justice terms all the time. Not every nation has the same fucking responsibility to climate disaster as others. So you have countries like Senegal, which now because of the Paris Accords, don't even want to tap the natural resources that are offshore for them, right, as far as natural gas and petroleum, because they're trying to honor their agreements. So now you have huge portions of Senegal that don't even have power other than what can be done with solar power. But now because of, once again, this Russian conflict, now Europe is pressuring countries like Senegal to go back on their fucking commitments to the Paris Accord to continue to use solar power for their own people, but to see to Europe's fucking energy crisis by tapping into their fucking reserves to sell that fucking resource to the Europeans and the Westerners. Now, keep in mind, you don't even allow them to stay in compliance with the Paris Accords to use these natural resources from these nations for the betterment of their own nations. But now all of a sudden, because there's conflict with Russia, we gonna overlook your agreement so long as you sell this shit to us. Why isn't Europe energy independent of its own? Why is it other nations' obligation to see to Europe's ability to fucking power itself? Especially when they can't even use these didn't we didn't we hear all this shit about how oh my goodness Europe their carbon footprint you see how sustainable Germany is one of the most sustainable energy countries in the world really really for real because it looks like right now they're going back to coal and gas Poland is yeah. using fucking coal dead ass coal but I, I mean and it's going back what, what, what is Cuba using? You know what I'm saying? Like, what, what, what is China using? What, what are the socialist nations trying to do? What are they trying to create? Sustainable housing, sustainable energy. Capitalism is endless consumption, man. Endless consumption. You can't, I mean, look, man, I'm sorry. It's all moral credibility when you start burning coal, bro. Nothing is that yeah. dark. Nothing look, is that polluted. We talk about, uh, uh, you know, Muscle was talking about the capitalism, how capitalism doesn't work. This is geo-capital, uh, you know, global capitalism. This is how this works. You, you can't have... You know, you can't commodify the sun. Sorry, no one's getting paid. That's my quick hit. But you also can't fly no fucking fighter jet on fucking solar either. That's a fact. 
I go float this motherfucking aircraft carrier with some fucking uh, solar panels, player. I just, oh man, that's, uh, that's all I got. I got somebody on a bike powering a, you know, oil tanker or whatever. It's good, good cardio. Yeah, and you know it'll make us a little bit more thoughtful. Should we building those cabs, man? <laughs> yeah. Um, so my quick hit is that the process of overhauling D.C.'s criminal code is going to go before the D.C. Council for the first time next week. There hasn't been a comprehensive rewrite or reorganization of the criminal law since 1901. I bring this up because what you're going to find out in your municipality or state is that they also haven't been looked at since the 1900s, you know, when white people were like. I love discrimination, segregation, and slavery. Just just a heads up on that. So um, they're going to look at the criminal code. Uh, I, I have some issues with it because they're still looking at it from the lens of how do you punish people for doing the things that you didn't like. Um, it, but in some ways, it's very good. I feel like a lot of a lot of states and municipalities and countries should be re-looking at their constitution and their their law codes on a more regular basis. But DC's was really bad because it was confusing and instead of rewriting and reorganizing and defining what some of these um, criminal offenses were and what, it was all left up to a bunch of lawyers and judges. And we know racism. Racism and white supremacy meant that at their discretion, they would give worse charges to people of color over white people. Um, then one of those things that they're looking at for this new criminal code is that an expansion of the right to demand a jury trial so that defendants would be able to demand jury trials for any charge that comes with the penalty of jail time. The, this is where it goes back to the punitive, which is that there's going to be a new system of penalties for crimes. Um, what I like is that most mandatory minimum sentences are going to be eliminated. Um, Unfortunately, they want to keep the minimum 24-year sentence for first-degree murder, which would remain. Uh, but most current mandatory minimum sentences are bullshit. It's like the zero-tolerance policy where you just end up punishing, again, people of color instead of people who actually commit egregious you know, crimes. Coke is a problem. Coke is a problem. You know what we should do instead of, you know, stopping the boats or maybe uh, going after the rich people that had purchased the cocaine. Now, now, we're going to put all the, uh, we're going to put all the black people from the hood, all the people out there, yeah, we're going to go ahead and put them in prison. And that's pretty much Let's my do 20 problem. years, so it'll stop them from doing that. Yeah, yeah, because, I mean, they're reorganizing the criminal code with police, and, you know, we're ACAB all day, every day. Yeah, that's a fact, man. But isn't it, like, 90% of, like, all, like, um, convictions come from, uh, plea deals, like, now? Isn't that how it works? Like, you just plea yeah. deal it out, because, like, at yeah, the end Yeah, just of the to day, get a lower sentence. Even if you're innocent. And that Khalif Browner stole the backpack and went to jail for like three years. Legal representation is always, I remember there was a movie back in the day called Sleepers. The dude was like, I'm going to get a good lawyer. And uh, the other character goes, hey, you can't afford a good lawyer. And like, you know what I'm saying? I mean, legal representation, what the fuck? But if you're in D.C., pay attention. The first vote on this bill is going to be scheduled for October 21st. Uh, the Likely the final vote would follow sometime in November. Um, but this is going to affect D.C. residents. And again, if you don't live in D.C., you live outside of D.C., you should look up the last time that anybody looked at your municipality or state's laws, and you're going to find some wild laws on the books. Wild. All right, let's close this out, uh, everybody. AOC got pulled up on by some Tulsi Gabbard, uh, I guess, act, I don't know, the Tulsi Gabbard's people. They say Tulsi Gabbard's people, but it looks like they were spitting some facts to me, okay? So, uh, so uh, AOC giving one of these 
stupid-ass town hall meetings about some bullshit where she got a little spoken word hands. You know, she got the little spoken word. What are you gonna do? I blame all you motherfuckers in the industry. You know who the fuck you are. They went there and cozied up with these fucking Democrats to get a little bit of fucking clout. You taught them the fucking dark science of this shit, and now they out there using this shit. Yep, so uh, spoken word poet uh, and, and uh, representative for the Bronx, AOC, got pulled up on. Um, you know, and uh, one of the activists said, none of this matters. You voted to send arms and weapons to Ukraine. Uh, Tulsi Gabbard left the Democratic Party because they were war hawks. Okay, you originally voted. You ran as an outsider, yet you've been voting to start this war in Ukraine. You're voting to start a third nuclear war with Russia and China. That's all facts. Why are you playing with the lives of American citizens? You're playing with our lives. You have done nothing. Okay, one of the uh, actors, you have shown cowardice. I believed in you and you became the very thing you sought to fight against. This is what happens when you try to join the Democratic Party. It's happening to Cori Bush too. You know, when we talk about Cory Bush, it's happened to all these spoken word poets, all these artists. Remember, I just posted um, the State Department just uh, uh, like uh, authorized like another like $20 billion to allocate for uh, music programs. Who do you think is getting chosen for the music programs? Do you think it's the little tankies out there? Uh, do, you, do you think that it's um, the activists that are in the streets? Or do you think it's uh, the Amanda Gormans who uh, get to perform for the president and uh, get to uh, perform poems at the Super Bowl while, uh, you know, fighter jets fly over top? Now, I don't think it's going to go to the Huey P's and the Asada Shakur's. I, I don't think those are the artists that are going to get it, you know. I, I think it's going to be other people who are more interested in that status quo that would love to tell you about women in Iran or Afghanistan but don't want to talk about Roe v. Wade here. Or don't I, I just want to say, because this is so funny, one of the things that I saw on Al Jazeera, they were talking about how all of the uh, delegates for the Chinese uh, Communist Party delegation were handpicked and in insiders. And I'm like, this is again, quote unquote, third party news. They're not even a quote unquote, a Western news source. Where is this smoke for super delegate? What the fuck is a super delegate? What kind of people go to the Democratic convention? What kind of people go to the Republican Party convention? Are those regular people? Are those farmers? Are those plumbers? Are those teachers? No, those are fucking party insiders that are handpicked. A super delegate literally, I mean, who the fuck voted for Chelsea Clinton ever? She's a fucking super delegate for the Democratic Party? But I gotta hear about how Chinese's fucking Communist Party is all party insiders and the entire election, delegates and shit. The entire election, all the whole Democratic National Convention conspired to keep Bernie out twice. Because it was Hillary Clinton's turn. It was her turn. Her turn. My turn. But it was Joe Biden's turn then, too. Mm. You know? Because that's what happened again. I mean, this is like, again. Come on. Okay. Uh, any more thoughts about this? Uh, hey, everybody, patreon.com slash public pulse. Give us a little bit of that dough if you have it. We are building things. We're growing things. We over 80 episodes. Y'all know we've been doing this. You know we have you on this. I see the downloads. I see y'all are all over the, the, the country. I see y'all over the, all over the world. Been getting way more world views as of late. So, um, you know, help us out. We're here in the belly of the beast. Chocolate City, okay, the real DC. Fuck what you heard. Patreon.com slash Public Pulse. Um, 
Go check out Anything Is Possible, available on all platforms. Troublesome, the album by me, available on all platforms. Where I'm from should be out by the time this is already in your ears. So let's just in a little secret sec, uh, second reminder. Let's go get this shit. Status of Grief already out on all platforms. We doing it. Any thoughts, Muscle? Any feelings? Okay. I mean, so many, but, you know. <laughs> emotions. A limited time. Yeah, fuck emotions. Yeah, feelings. Feelings. Uh, thoughts. Thank you for we out of here. Nah. Stay hydrated, man. Do y'all thing. Love you. Love yourselves. And uh, it's just about praxis, man. What you doing in the streets? I'm not trying to hear about what your thoughts are. Worry about yourself. Worry about your own country. Uh, Public Pulse News on Instagram. Public Pulse Vibes on Instagram. Public Pulse News on TikTok. I am a mean TMK. Little tanky that could. Key to the muscle. Public Pulse News. We out. We should all agree the answer is not to defund the police. It's to fund the police. Fund them. Fund them. Speaking of quarterly earnings...